Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. We are in hour two of 11 hours of this. Uh, I completely screwed... Why are, is everyone laughing at the idea of me talking into a microphone for 11 hours? I screwed up last time. When we did this a month ago, we did it live. We did it at the Wonderland Ballroom. Allison was there for uh, part of it. Kevin was there for part of it. Rachel was busy, and that's why she's here today. Thank you for being here, Rachel. But... Uh, I kept saying the wrong hours. So when it was actually hour eight, I was like, it's hour seven. Then when we were done, I'm like, do we only do 10? It's like, no, I just completely lost track of an hour. <laughs> I amnesia'd myself. Um, what we're listening to is 20 Minutes by Daniel Knox. Uh, Daniel Knox is my favorite sing- living singer-songwriter. You could listen to him at Daniel Knox Music. Uh, yeah, okay, this is what's going to go on. We're going to chat. That's what a show is. Allison, you're the co-host. Allison, how are you? I am doing very well. Thank you so much. Uh, we were together last night. Are you seeing me too often? Um, well, I won't see you again for a month, so I think this is plenty. <laughs> Do you... You could... Okay. I think I'm a bad friend. Why? Because this came up at the last show I did with Daniel. He's like, you're barely my friend. Like, I've known you for... I'm 20... I mean, I'm gonna, I've known him for 17 years. Wow, that's a long time. Exactly. And, like, we're barely friends because, like, I don't call him. I don't call anyone though. Like I don't call my wife. I don't want to ever talk on the phone. And I think that's affecting friendships. That being said, I'm not not thinking about him. You know what I mean? I'm not wishing ill will upon him, but I'm not reaching out in a way that's most people think of as friendship. I also think it's because I'm married and like maybe I already have my little group. You know what I mean? See, I, I have to disagree. I'm also that kind of friend. Like, I'm not going to call you unless I have to. You're more of a social butterfly than I am. I'm going to make plans with you. There you go. I, I'm not, I will do that. I'm not doing that. Oh. I will invite you to come in my little booth for a half hour to an hour at a time <laughs> every few months and then not see you again. And I love it. So this is like your ploy to hang out with people. You're like, I'm going to do it all in one 11 hour situation, get it all out. And then a couple months later, we'll hang out again. Kind of, yeah. yeah. In my ideal world, <laughs> no money is not an issue. That Keep that in mind. I would have a monthly giant barbecue party. Ooh. And oh, it would come. go from I'd about to 3 to 11, for obvious reasons. And <laughs> this is not a joke. I would start the smoker around 9, because mm, mm-hmm. then I could get a run-in before. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And uh, it would be children-friendly, and it would also be coke uh coke fuel uh because i don't do the cocaine but people that do the cocaine are Ooh. fun to party with and they wow. would come later and the reason why it has to end at 11 is because too much is too much and then they could come here to the beautiful <laughs> line hotel in adams morgan and continue their night listening God. to the sounds of jack insley well occasionally he'll play billy corgan samples how do we get a GoFundMe for this party this just give great. me right. money <laughs> So, and I've had parties like this, and I know I've invited you, and you've been busy, and I know you've invited you, and you've come to a few, and I know I've invited you, and you've also been busy, and Jack, same. Like, I invite the people. I'm a socialist. When I, no. Um, I, that's my ideal world, and then I don't want to see anyone for like a week. Yeah, I just th- think it's interesting, the idea that you have to call someone to be their friend. What's happened to me is, so this is a year since I joined Instagram. I was like a long holdout. 
And what I realized is everyone was communicating with one another on stories. They wouldn't even say anything to each other, but they would know, oh, my friend Rose is in Florida because she just did an Instagram story from there. Yeah. And in the year that I've gotten Instagram, and this could totally be a mirage that I've invented in my own mind, I feel so much closer to all of these random people in my life who I send like the cat emoji with the heart eyes to like, I don't know, once a week. Yeah. And for me, somehow, and this feels kind of pathetic to say out loud, that feels like friendship. <laughs> That's like what I'm looking for right but now. But perhaps <laughs> we're redefining what friendship is because yeah. I also feel the same way. I have a ton of stories up. That's exactly how I talk to people. Yeah. And it's so fun. It's easier. And you get to kind of tickle your brain when you create your little story. I love a good boomerang. I love <laughs> how you can use a GIF on there. Yeah. I'm, I'm very pro Instagram. I think this is very interesting. I'm the opposite. <laughs> I haven't posted on Instagram since our last live show uh, in February. Story or Anything. post? Because I haven't put a post up since October. I have eight posts total because it feels too permanent. I feel really, I don't know, it freaks me out. But a story disappears and I, I feel freedom in how fleeting it is. Hold on. You, right now it disappears. A story, yes. yes. After 24 hours, yeah. That you know of. Oh, I mean, the NSA has it, but the NSA saw a lot of really bizarre Google searches I did this week, well, so here, I don't know. Well, uh, Rachel's a journalist. You work for DCist. Yes. I'm not a, I don't know. I'm not a journalist. I wouldn't call myself a journalist. I I'm think a, you're a journalist. I'm an editor. Uh, but editors are journalists. My role uh, is not. senior editor, and I'm, I can say... Yeah, but you do reporting. I do do reporting. Uh, well, I am not I feel a like journalist. what I love about BYT, though, is it gives people in D.C. such a strong sense of place. And that kind of cultivating of community strikes me as a form of local journalism. I just established I don't want to see anyone except at my barbecue for eight <laughs> hours at a time once a month. No community. Get the fuck out of here. Once I want a month barbecue sounds like a kind of community that I would love to be a part of. I though, think I might establish this. I might do this. I'm thinking yes. like the second or third weekend of the month because the first weekend will always be, hopefully, always be You Me Them Everybody Live. Mm. And I don't want to lose that and I want to be able to maintain what Allison and I have and then Haywood too that sounds friendship, friendship. It's, yeah. it is our friendship and, that's, and I think I see I think I talk to you you're probably top five in my life and we don't talk often you know what but I mean but when we talk we talk we're pretty good yeah it's good but, it, would we, but I don't think we would if without that show that's fine yeah exactly I think it's fine too <laughs> I'm fine with that Same. My other, I, but I have another podcast with my, my best friend mm -hmm. and we catch up every week and it's fantastic if this is how French I mean it's Kind of like, you know, that friend that you go to like a baseball game with once a year, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. except for ours is a little more often because we like to talk and we're loud people. Okay. So it's something you do 12 times a year, which is very regular. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like if I could establish this as like, this is a daytime, what is, what do you do? Like probably March to October because you can't really do November or December, or January, mm -hmm. February because of the weather and the holidays. I feel mm -hmm. like the end of Fair. March would be fine. No, it's a little too cold right now. It's what, like 35, 40 out? We could all crowd around the smoker. That's not a good idea. We would smell awesome. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> I love it. No, it's bad. I literally have a fire pit coat. Whoa. That uh -huh. I keep in the basement because it just reeks of fire. Yeah. I want to make it clear I'm very well to do that I have a fire pit coat. You know what it is? I got it for $10 at a Virginian flea market. Giant Ooh. flea market type of thing. You're from Manette? Manette's? I am from Virginia. It's yes. not far from where you're from. Okay. You might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I doubt it. It's right before... <laughs> It's right before the Shenandoah Mountains on the, from D.C. It's a place. It's massive. It's not that far from where the Kellys got married. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the first time we went. Gold I got Corral. 
I got an XFL hat there. This is not a joke. Ooh. I got the, the New Jersey, New York hitmen. It's great. They, Vince McMahon named a team to fuck with Bret Hart. Anyways, um, I bought a old gun coat. Coats mm. that were made to hold guns. Ooh. I am not a fan of guns, mm. so I decided I will reclaim this coat. <laughs> and now it's my smoke jacket. And I use it when I'm smoking meats and when yeah. there's a fire pit. Damn. I'm very well to That's do. how he has a smoke jacket, by the way. Not right. in the traditional sense of like a cigar jacket. jacket. A smoking jacket. Yes. A smoke jacket. And it has a patch here to rest your on your left shoulder to rest your gun. Ooh. Yeah. Is that where you put your like your grilling tools? I think I will now. I think <laughs> That's I will now. That's such a good idea. Um, can I tell you a kind of strange no. story Go about ahead. a yes, smoke please. jacket of my own? So when I was 16 years old, it was my first big traveling experience. I went out to England. My cousin was studying abroad there at a castle maybe an hour outside of London and on that Friday night there was a huge fire pit and it was so cool in England you can drink um, so I was 16 totally toasted very excited about this mm. whole experience and I um, got pretty friendly with one of my cousin's close friends and we ended up sleeping in the same bed together we didn't hook up or anything like that but it was the first mm. time I ever woke up in a bed with a dude yeah. next to me and I like party in the morning I kind of like inhaled and it smelled like fire it smelled like the woods it smelled incredible and I remember thinking to myself I'm like this is what a man smells that's like. right this wow. is what it's like to wake up next to a man and then he got up because he had class or some reason and he got up and I smelled and it was like the smell remains and that's when I realized that I was the one who smelled like, a man. like that all you along. You smell like a man. Yeah, I was the smell of man that I wanted the entire time and I feel like there's a lesson in there somewhere. You oh. need to date someone that works in barbecue. Yeah, I just need a fire pit myself. You know what? She is the fire pit is what it's really about. Thank like, you. No, no, that's you the real lesson that's, that's, here. That's no, yeah. number one, apologize you to get all, it. No, yeah. you're wrong. Apologize to all men right now because... <laughs> All yeah. men? All men. All of them. All men matter. Finally, all men. <laughs> Time's up, comma. Apologize to all men. <laughs> By the way, do you know each other? Rachel, Kevin, Kevin, Rachel? I don't, I don't think, so. think so. This is our no. first time getting acquainted. It's good to meet you. <laughs> you yeah. great so far. Kevin is a wonderful stand-up comic and musician in Washington, D.C. Awesome. Rachel is one of the editors of DCist. Sit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a fun show. How often yeah. do you smell like fire? Kevin. Uh, not often enough, I guess. Do you wish you smelled like fire more often? Honestly, no. Because okay. yeah. I've I've smelled like smoky fire a few times, and I'm personally not a fan. Not of a fan of it? No. I don't like how manly men smell. Mm-hmm. Elson, what are your thoughts on manly men's scent? Manly men's scent. I, I um, Smoke is good, mm-hmm. but I prefer like... I don't know wood smells okay. like sandalwood, like a patchouli. Uh, patchouli's a bit strong, like less floral but more like woods, earthy, earthy. Yeah. Do you like camping? Uh, I am black, and I so, so no, you know. <laughs> no. Uh, since we were able to move into houses in the United States, uh-huh. I have decided to stay in those. Controversial opinion. From I know, Allison right? Here. Mm-hmm. Kevin, do you like camping? Uh, Nah, no. Don't ever go out to no. do it. No. Okay. Rachel? I love camping. I feel like most of the time people create really grandiose plans to go camping that never pan out. So I didn't know camping really just meant driving a car to a place and then sleeping next to the car in a tent. Correct. Mm. That's Very most, fun. I didn't realize that was camping. 
I'm not joking. What it is. I thought it was like you can't. You have to park and then like hike for four miles. That's a f- another way of doing it. Yeah, but there are bathrooms, by the way, where there's cars. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I just want to drink outside a bunch and yeah. then be chilly when I sleep. That's yeah. camping. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You learn a lot about your friends that way. I've never camped with anyone other than my wife. Mm. I have no desire to do it. <laughs> Did you learn anything about? Your wife from that experience. She likes camping more than me. That's what I learned. <laughs> and she likes the woods more than me. I don't dislike the woods. And of course, I'm talking about Sleater Kinney's album, uh, The Woods. Uh, it's not bad. It's just fine. I'm not, I didn't grow up doing that. I, yeah. I, I want to be attached to a city at all times. Mm. See, I, I feel grew up safer. in nature. Yes. I grew up in the, in the country. Yes. And I went to college in the country. You and, and Justin so, Timberlake, men yes, of the woods. Men of the woods. <laughs> I am a man of the woods. I am Justin Timberlake. But like, I, uh, I feel a, wonderful sense of calm being in nature mm. you know i do frequently go you know do forest shit it's fantastic <laughs> well, but yeah, i'm not okay. spending hold my on, time outside on, like i'm not gonna sleep out there hold on hold on what is what entails forest shit forest shit like i don't know go Thank look you. at trees uh go for a little bit of a hike but, but you want to like be back so in, far removed from the city when you go hiking where do you want to sleep that night at my house I'm so not you want to be there. back in the city yeah rachel i would rather hike than camp. You'd rather hike Hell than yeah. camp. Yes. Okay. I love a good hiking is another thing. I feel like it becomes well, I don't have a car. Yeah. So I am really at the mercy of people who do have cars who are very flaky when it comes to hiking. Um and I feel like it's uh, like a shark tank. Bid, like the, where I'm like I'm like oh let's go hiking today it's gonna be so great and it seems like it's happening I set my alarm for early in the morning and then the texts start coming in that's like for these reasons I am out and I'm like oh have you ever rented a to car go. to go hiking uh no we've only rented cars to go hiking we've never hiked with anybody else really so oh, yeah. you don't have a car you rent the car yeah. you go hiking where yeah. do you like to go hiking around here the I guess the Shenandoah mountains it's nice because there's that flea market where I got that XFL hat uh-huh. and I want to I want to see if there's any more XFL hats. <laughs> <laughs> XFL version 1.0. You have no idea what I'm talking about. It's fantastic. It's and I football, love it. Right? It, it. Kind of. This is the indoor football? Nope. This is the Vince McMahon football. Uh, Isn't it coming back Yes, to it is. At Audi Field. Yeah. What? Wow. Okay. Uh, you are a reporter for DCist. How mm-hmm. far will you cover? Will you cover Shenandoah? Because it's not that far. So this is our rule about how far we cover outside of the city. It's not... Uh, because DC is certainly a city, but also there's a broader region... The further you get out from the city, the more compelling the story has to be for us to cover. Like, we would cover a bar opening in D.C., but probably not a bar opening in Fairfax. Even though the Fairfax Mm. bar would probably have a bigger impact to the community. Likely, but we don't know the community as well. And since D.C.ist has been acquired by WAMU, the WAMU tune is really regionality, right? So Mm. something could happen in D.C., and then their question is, well... What's the interplay between that and what's going on in Maryland or Virginia in the various counties that are in the listenership? Mm -hmm. So I think at first we were like, oh, if they're doing regionality, we should really stick with the city. But I don't know. There's a lot of great stuff happening outside the city. Yeah, it seems if anything, you should go the opposite. You should get out of the city because it's it's a huge reach. Mm -hmm. Has your readership skyrocketed since or is it just like it's not even quantifiable because the transition over is just too muddy the transition is really muddy the other thing about it is that wamu has an incredibly vast listenership yes i'm curious uh, how frequently any of you decide here i am online let me type wamu.org into my browser Mm -hmm. and 
peruse their online stories, which you should, but I don't sure. know if that's what people's uh, media habits are. What are your media habits? What do you listen to, Kevin? Uh, I wasn't saying Kevin like you don't know your name. I'm saying it for the listener. Ah. Yes. <laughs> uh, as far as... Like yeah, what do you consume? What are you listening to? And how do you get there? Yeah. That's what I want to know. It's like, are you reading? Nice. Are you looking through Twitter? No, I, I listen to a lot of music on Spotify. Mm. So you're uh, mostly doing music. You're not doing a podcast. I listen to podcasts on... I walk a lot. Yes. And I tra- transit and I'll listen to podcasts. Usually so, like Fresh Air or something. So you're listening to... But are you listening to them in iTunes? Yes. So you're listening to NPR products via iTunes? Yes. Okay. Allison? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do I listen to? Yeah, what are, how are you consuming? Uh, so I'm media? consuming media mostly through Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. how? because I follow a lot of news sources on Instagram and they post their stories that apparently interest me. So how are you <laughs> using Twitter to consume media? Because I follow a lot of news people on okay. Twitter as well. Like that's okay. kind of where I kind of have learned to digest my information. What are you listening to? Um, music. So you're listening to music. What? Yeah. Uh, how? What platform? Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. You said that like I am crazy for even asking that no. you could be using Apple Music. I was also thinking, man, that line is long for tea. I'm very distracted. That is uh, not a good thing. <laughs> we recorded this at Full like, Service Radio really in like line in Beautiful Adams Morgan. Uh, Allison apparently wants tea. It's a tea tea and coffee shop called The Cup We All Race For. Yeah. Uh, Jack, who is the producer engineer here, please work out a deal where all of the hosts get free coffee and tea. I'm not asking for much, Jack. If you want, I'll talk to your bosses and then maybe they could fix this door too. How about this? This is not a knock on you. It is definitely a knock on the beautiful Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. It's gorgeous. But yeah, I mostly Spotify. How are you? Dis- are you trying to discover new music, or are you just like I'm going to listen to the same? I'm stuff trying right? to. How? Uh, okay, so Spotify has this thing where you can discover new mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. but it, for the most part, it's not super new to me. It's just other things that I like. Sure, like the same tempo and mm-hmm. genre. Yeah. yeah, which I'm not mad at, but it's not finding anything new. It's just kind of like, now you, I know you like this. It, Here's the same yeah. thing. This is the part where I'm going to brag. Go ahead. Yeah. So I was just going to say, I wonder if you experienced this similar to the way I do, which is, so I am trying to experience new music on Spotify. There are two separate kinds of playlists they have. They have the like daily playlists, Mm -hmm. which are broadly based on the six genres you listen to the most. And those are kind of like your greatest hits. Mm -hmm. It's all of the songs that they know you're listening to ad infinitum sprinkled with a couple of other songs that sound exactly like that. Yeah. And then they have a Discover Weekly, which is like, step outside your comfort zone a little bit. This is more or different than what you've experienced before. And that seems to me like almost like the, um, it's like the documentary that's always on my queue that I never actually watch. Yeah. It's more aspirational. I'm like more of a once a month dabbler into that playlist because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a lot for me to deal with. Yeah. Jack, I'm very interested if you're okay with this. Yeah, sure. How are you discouraging? Because you deal with music way more than any of the four of us considering you run this station and you uh-huh. occasionally DJ and yes. you're the guy that's picking all the DJs. Are you trying to discover new music, number one? Yeah. Number two, how are you discovering it? Um... You know, Twitter actually is a great place for that. How? You know, you, you, you follow certain people in certain communities, friends of friends, definitely younger people. I mean, like, the kids always know what's fucking cool. And kids with a Z. 
Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, and Twitter can be a good window into that. And um, Mutual friend guy who closed out the last hour, Adam Schatz, occasionally will post something on social media like, who is everybody to listen to this, new, this month? And there's a handful of guys like that. Right, but yeah, that's cool. But like Adam has a group of friends that I, I don't know if he's necessarily going totally outside his circle mm-hmm. when he's doing something like that. Where Got Twitter, it. you can really do that. Fair enough. Uh, I'm now going to just brag about how Spotify is the best just for me. Unlike every other form of social media, I have not screwed up Spotify. I intentionally screwed up my Facebook algorithm years ago. So I've never had sincere shares on my account. Does this make sense? Kind of. I'd mm-hmm. like to know more. Yeah, okay. So for one day I got bored and I was like, I'm going to like everything suggested to me. I'm going to say I listen to everything and watch everything. So I liked like 500 video games and 500 books and 500 movies. And I had not seen most of these things. I fronted every request. And I don't know if you know this, Rachel, but Kevin definitely knows this. When you're in the comedy community, everyone ever that has ever done a open mic will friend request you. Mm. Is that fair to say, Kevin? Oh, yeah. I got yeah. a purgatory full yep. of people. <laughs> How many friends do you have on Facebook? Like, like a connections. Yeah, the number. There. It's like 2,000 something. Yeah. And every, it's not hitting. Yeah. Every comic I know is between two and 3,000. Wow. Stupid. It's very dumb. I'm the exact same way. So one day I was like, fuck it. I'm going to actually just say yes to everyone that's ever requested me. Since then, in 2012, I have never had a sincere day on Facebook because all of the things I see are people I don't know <laughs> about things I've never actually interacted with about video games I've never played or even knew about. So since then, like, I intentionally screwed up my Facebook algorithm. So when everyone was surprised in 2016, like, how did this happen? It's like, I know how it happened. It's super easy. This is how it happened. You guys could lie. Why isn't everybody lying? And I also, I would check into places I've never been. Like, for example... <laughs> I've checked into the NASCAR museum more times than I can count. I've never been to the NASCAR museum <laughs> because you could fib on Facebook. Yeah, so why not fib? Them off your yeah. scent a yeah. little bit. So yeah. it's not like I'm going to stick to the man. It's like this is a like I'm going to have fun with this social media platform, whatever. <laughs> that being said, I use Spotify sincerely. And by say sincerely, I mean I've built up playlists for every year from 48 to now, best of that year. Cool. So all I do is I throw in the best of that, and then if I want to listen if I'm like in a mood it's usually based on the era and then if I want more there's suggestions based on the songs in those playlists oh wow you did good yeah and then in addition to that Discover Weekly is absolutely fantastic but the algorithm figures out how long you listen to the song so after, after like three seconds I don't like it I skip it I delete it forever I don't, I'm not going to get that suggestion the only artist that they always are like why don't you love them is Pavement can't stand pavement. Other than that, it's perfect. Who is this a new band? Pavement? No, Pavement's been around for uh, since ninety ninety one. Hearing their name more and more recently. Okay, Stephen Malcolmus is one of the indie rock gods. Uh, he has a new album that's kind of like electro-y, which is totally outside his comfort zone. Uh, but Pavement is like if Weezer was never popular and Weezer was smarter and more disjointed. Okay. Uh, Pavement has a song about, like, they reference the Smashing Pumpkins and Stone Temple Pilots about how, like, they suck and we're good. Oh, okay. And they played Lollapalooza, and they were very popular. And Stephen Malcolmus looks like the guy in the Noah Bombach film who is now on his second marriage, and he's dating someone half his age. They're called Pavement. 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 There's Pavement. A, new, a, a younger band called Pavement, and the, the A is like a V kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's not them. Uh, no, okay. Pavement's long since broken up. Stephen Malcolmus has a handful of solo albums. Uh, for the listener at home, I am used to what's going on right now in the line. Uh, the three other people on mic, they're wonderful people, are all looking everywhere else <laughs> because 
We are recording this in a glass booth, and uh, to my left is a coffee shop. To In front of me is the door to a very bustling street in Washington, D.C., and behind me is a massive room where people are enjoying brunch and or lunch and or drinks, and yeah. it always seems to be busy. So there's a lot going on. The people watching is so prime right now. I, I hope that you're not taking this personally. No, I'm I very all. invested in this conversation. I'm also just absolutely gobstopped by what I'm seeing around me. Nothing even that exciting. It's a good word. Yes, it is a good word. It sounds like what it is, and I love when words are this way. What are your thoughts on the line? You could be honest. So, I... You could also lie. You could do whatever you want at all times. (laughs) You could lie all the time. Um, So, when I was freelance, what I loved about coming to the line was that it, it... was bustling in the way that it is right now so there's a lot of visual stimulation mm-hmm. but they didn't hassle you about buying stuff yeah that and is that nice. was huge but i think it's so interesting to have a hotel that for instance has this radio okay just quick uh i don't know like pivot to the side is now the line isn't the only kind of like fancy schmancy hotel with a radio station what's the deal with what's the deal <laughs> with the hotels and radio stations now did you did off. you reference Seinfeld because our producer Jack and runs the radio station is currently wearing a Larry David t-shirt is that why you did that I could only see the top of that shirt I had no idea it was Larry David I also want to make it clear I never would have guessed that that was Larry David based on the forehead <laughs> I wouldn't guess either because we've established he's an anti Semite. Jack is an anti. Oh, what? Jack is, or he said that. Larry David. That. What? A He's, twist. He shakes everyone's hand and says these words, and I'm just shocked <laughs> every time. I wouldn't be surprised if Larry David was an anti-Semite just because he's so self-loathing. I am not going to follow up with a question in that. <laughs> anyway, but can we can we talk about hotels and radios, please? <laughs> I just want to know what's the deal. Jack. <laughs> What? <laughs> this was going to be a sincere question. Okay, go, go ahead. You know the line is the line. Now, Full Service Radio is also in other hotels, also called the line. Is that correct, Jack? Uh, they, we are working on opening locations in the other line properties. But Full Service Radio is independent. It's an independent company, so I don't work for the line. It's not the line's radio station. They have nothing to do with it in terms of the content. Is that why they don't fix your door? They may be. You're going to go to South by Southwest. That's right. In this week, right? Uh, next week. Okay, the great. Tw- the 12th. Great. So, so you're going for the music part. Yes. And you will be recording episodes. Yeah, I have a little, I'm gonna have a pop-up studio in the cool. lobby of the line at South by. Okay, yes. so once again, why? Why is this now a thing, f- in your opinion? Because you didn't start doing this in a hotel. I the first radio station I helped build was at a restaurant in, mm. in Brooklyn, uh, Heritage Radio at Roberta's. It was all food talk, chefs and stuff like that in a shipping container, glass, so the people eating could see it and all that stuff. What? To me, that sounds better than what this is. This and, is and, so much better. And that's not a knock on this, but in terms of like the marketing perspective, that would be better because then you're just consistently advertising the restaurant, number one. And number two, it's a lot smaller. And this is massive. And yep. this is this is cool. Like, And once again, I'm dressed like I am and I'm 36, so maybe I'm not the, the arbiter of cool here. But this place looks great. And the other hotels with radio stations, they look great. But does that translate into people staying here? Is that the goal? What's the point of it? That's not the goal. Um, the goal is to, it sounds silly, but like to engage community. That's the idea when it's okay. conceptualized. But it really does work because the kinds of like 
the people that come in through the radio station are not the people that would generally be hanging out in a hotel lobby like this. Yeah. Which is, it creates a cool kind of alchemy, I think. So in a way, this is more for the restaurants and for the community center in the basement and the coffee shop than it is for the hotel aspect what of the line. Community? I mean, like for DC, it's for Adams Morgan. No, I get that. I get that. But like, we're more now likely to hang out in. Oh yes, that's what I mean. Yes, then like uh, then pay for a room. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what fascinates me about the Line Hotel is it seems that so much of what they're trying to do is to cultivate a sense of authenticity for local DC people to come in and hang out, and that I think that there is some sort of tie between oh, this is a place where local people hang out, so when people come and book a room, they're like, ooh, I'm going to be in the center of the scene. Yeah. Speaking of scenes and authenticity, Kevin Titt, you're in punk bands. Yeah. How often do you <laughs> think of authenticity and the scene now that you're this age? And punk or Both. General? Comedy, punk, and your life. Do you care anymore? Does it still matter? What does it even mean to you? Uh, comedy, I don't care. But Good. punk, I actually care about Okay, that. so what does that mean? Ah, just being authentic. And, like, okay, but what does authentic mean? Uh, just not fake. I don't... But, like, okay, like, what... That, that's exact. I'm asking the questions. Like, the one of my favorite bands of all time has pseudonyms for names. Isn't that inherently fake? The Ramones are not actually named Ramon. <laughs> yeah. That's inherently fake. Why yeah. is yeah. that? A, that's not a bad thing to me. They're still an authentic punk band. Yeah, they're, it's, I don't know. Like, they're them. Like, yes, they exactly. They are who they are. And, but I it's mean, still an Johnny. affectation. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yes. Because that kind of reminds me of, like, when drag queens have families. Yes. You know? like That's fake. That's not a not bad fake. thing. It's fake. It's fantasy. They're authentically it's fake. Com- no, it's and creating it's a, a community. Family. Yeah. 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 It's you still know? fake. That's not a bad thing. It's not fake. It's real. There's, it's a real community. Yeah, fake isn't bad is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I see. Oh. I think that oh, the word fake has so many negative connotations yes. that maybe the word is like artifice, which is a little bit more pot, you know, because also maybe that's not the Ramones' real names, but the music is real. No, it's not. They're doing the same three chords and they're stealing from <laughs> Bubblegum Pop. They're also just, st- everything's fake and everyone's stealing. That's not a bad thing. I think they were authentic <laughs> up to a point. Once like when Didi was writing songs, I think that was all. So authentic. you're cool with them through. You're mainly happy that Didi had a rap career. Number one. Yeah, King Didi. Baby. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know yeah, what we're talking about? Nope. Do you know what we're talking about? Mm-mm. Oh, it's real bad. Yeah. Uh, it's some of the Jack. Do you know what we're talking about? No, I don't. Oh, Google Didi Ramon hip hop. He really got into hip hop. Uh, it's real bad. He was messing with LL and everything. Yeah. 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 Drugs cost a lot of money. Uh, and Didi spent all of his money on all the drugs, and that's why he is dead. Mm. Wow. That's not a controversial statement in any way. Sure. Well, he can't refute it, so. All the Ramones are dead <laughs> way too young. Point to you. <laughs> when is Sometimes I call myself Didi King. I like to hear the birds of paradise sing. I thank the Wow. Yeah. The 80s were a weird time. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Dee Dee Ramone. Oh, man, the, vi- oh, the video wow. has to be seen to be believed. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what I, we were talking about this last hour. It's like, how do you remember that stuff? That's I, I'm not going to forget Dee Dee Ramone had a rap. Yeah, I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah. I, don't you wish you could? Nah. What, but, okay, that's, is Dee Dee Ramone's rap career authentic? Yeah, I think he, you, was, you, you, an, I think he was an authentic person. I think he made bad decisions. He just was going to be him. No matter what. That is unrefutable. Yeah. 
who is someone that you've been disappointed by because they are not authentic? Do you have an example? Uh, well, I would say that about like, I want to say Green Day. Okay. And bands like, wow. or all, a lot of bands I grew up listening to, pretty much any band that was doing it, and then they took a break and now are like making all the money off these reunion shows and tours. So what are your thoughts on like Blink-182? Because they never broke. I mean, they kind of broke up, but not really. Yeah, it's whack. <laughs> I was gonna say Fall Out Boy kind of reminds me of that. Fall Out yeah, Boy did break was, up. They did break up, and then they came back like Poppy. They're all yeah, they're top. But 40. they make they're so much money. They they're do. writing for so many people. Yeah, they you can so hear their things. influence yeah. in everything. And that makes you not like them anymore. Oh, it's just not what it used to be. But their you know, drummer is still. Crazy, like a straight edge vegan mm-hmm. hardcore guy, and the dude, the singer will still appear on hardcore records. Like, so yeah, I don't like I just one stopped, is the job, and like doing. they still kind of have authentic <laughs> punk personas. It's very odd. That's the weird thing because now I feel like all these punks are finding a way to make money and like selling out's different, but they're selling still out's paying the bills, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like one dude that hasn't ever sucked or sold out, and his name is Mike Watt. And everyone else. Mike Watt, Pedro, but yeah. That's it. He's Everyone else has kind of been a liar. And I'm referencing Rollins' band Liar right now. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no one. And that's not a good thing to me. It's like, yeah, you should sell out as soon as possible. <laughs> By the way, this is a CPAC podcast, everybody. We're on CPAC day two. <laughs> establishes. Are you going to cover CPAC? We are not covering CPAC. That's a great example of something that is like federal so we're gonna stay away okay. from it um, even though it's at the national harbor everyone's favorite harbor, place to hang out yeah I've, I've been to the convention in the past i used to work for sirius xm and i worked for an early morning talk show um and so i went to cpac with my little microphone mm-hmm. and would go in the basement where you just like collect all of the swag yeah and one thing the really the only thing that stuck with me from that whole strange experience was that liberty university gives out the best lip balm in the world. It's so soft. Good plug. It smells like (laughs) vanilla. I would go back to CPAC just to get that lip balm. I did also go, what's it called, the Family Values Conference, and I snagged like three or four of the lip balms. Did you also go to the first Family Values tour featuring (laughs) corn? Wasn't there just some anniversary of the Family Values tour? No, it was 97. Oh, so no. But people have been tweeting about it. It's newly back on my radar. Um. Yeah. Corn is touring this summer. Maybe that's with Alice and Shane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Saw that. They're going to be at Nissan. Or not Nissan. Jiffy, Jiffy Lube, Lube Live. Live. Yeah. I've never yeah. been to Jiffy Lube Live. Is that a good? No, place? it's, it's bad. out there. <laughs> no, it's not. The booking is perfectly fine. This is not a knock on Live Nation. This is a complete knock on shed venues. Uh, stop it. <laughs> Stop. Shed venue. Yeah, it's a shed. It's just like a big shed. Oh, it's in a exactly field. what it it's sounds like. It's a pavilion. Okay. It's a big it's open not pavilion. Good. It's for people. It's it's for suburbanites to drive their big cars to the big field, mm-hmm. and it's bad. That's my favorite reason the anthem is out here because a lot of the shows that would be at Merriweather is now at the anthem. Mm-hmm. True. Everything should be public transit available. Agreed. Agreed. The only bands that should ever play the sheds <laughs> yep. are the hippie jam bands where people could camp. That's mm. fine. Uh, but you can't sense. camp there. Exactly. So Which what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> and for years there wasn't any um there weren't no hotels anywhere around, so people were just driving home drunk. Come on, all yeah, the time. You can camp there, right? You can just bring booze. To the oh, place. you can drink in the you tailgate like crazy there. I have been to many a Jimmy Buffett tailgate there, <laughs> and never made it to a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> Did you have a Jimmy that Buffett ticket? Delightful. Uh, I've gotten Jimmy Buffett tickets there. 
No, no, I know that, but like, did you buy? Have I purchased it? Yeah, no, but I've received you. Jimmy Buffett tickets. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. I understand I how saying. crowds work. That's <laughs> cool. It seems <laughs> Is it fun to tailgate at those things? At Jimmy Buffett? Yeah. Absolutely. That's probably the most fun tailgate I've ever been to. Whoa. Yeah, this sounds really awesome yeah. to go to the Jimmy Buffett tailgate without the ticket because you don't need the ticket to tailgate. Oh, hell no. And then yeah, kind of see on. where the wave hold takes on. you. Do you need a ticket to tailgate? Because you need a ticket to tailgate Absolutely at Redskins not. games and football games. Oh, interesting. So that's why I'm wondering, do you need but a ticket to tailgate at no. Jimmy? No. Ticket to tailgate. You tailgate. I, I, okay, <laughs> so I grew up right around the corner from Jackie Loop Live. Okay. And tailgating was like a really big thing to do out there. Yeah. Uh, never needed a ticket. And sometimes Would you we walk? Just Were you that close? Oh, you can't walk there. Okay. It's not a walking place. Oh, That's it's not, not right. Accessible Every place should foot. be a walking place. It's not a walking uh. place. It's the country. That's not right. Yeah, there the were like, country shouldn't there exist. There was a dirt road by uh, Jiffy Loop until about what 15, 20 years ago. That's not right. Yeah. That was That's our, our, right. our transit. You're having that many people come in and there's a dirt road? That's not right. Well, it's developed now, thanks to Jiffy Lube Live. Yeah. Thanks, Jiffy Lube Live. Thanks, Jiffy Lube. No We've free plugs for Jiffy now. Lube Live. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a question. I just got a very random text message, and I would like to pose it to the group if that's okay. It's not okay. Continue. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you think if I put green in my hair, it'll hurt my chances of getting a journalism job? I really want teal, but I'm also trying to find a new gig. Where are they trying to apply is really the question. Great question. I think that they want to keep their options open. The No. No to the teal. Yeah, because if you're applying for where you work, yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. A- a- NPR, I wonder now W-A-M-U, if WAMU would... So open. How Trust much me. teal, though? Like, you could do, like, the whole under... Uh, I love that look, too. The it's under like the color. teal surprise. It's like a surprise at the, at the bottom of your hair. Any public anything, you could do whatever you want, except the Hitler haircut. You're fine. But are you... The like, high and I feel like AP Reuters, maybe... Mm-hmm. And I would go CNN, maybe. I'd go MSNBC, yes. I'd go Fox News, absolutely not. So, like, right. where are they trying to go? That's a great yeah, question. Fox News and what are they covering? It's not, it's nothing right. is that cut or dry. I mean, right. the Washington <laughs> Nationals, no, definitely no. But if you're a sports writer, probably not. Right. Unless you're doing like The Ringer. You but know I think what I mean? it also it depends on the style. No, yes. I don't think it, it matters. It depends on the I style. Right. Is this a man or a woman? A woman. No, I don't think it depends on the style at all. Style. No, doesn't right. matter. You can hide that stuff. No. Unless yeah. you do, I think the one hairstyle for women that would automatically be like, I don't know about her, is horse hair. What's like, that? Ho- hair down to your butt, uh. like horse hair. <laughs> like, horse hair, of course. <laughs> yeah, like that's the only one where I think no matter the political uh, alliance, no matter the color of the hair, like, people would be like, oh. Because then you're like essentially hiring like a shut-in is the, connota- <laughs> is the connotation. Being like, this, this is too much. I a can't handle woman. that. Yeah. But think about, like, I think women's haircuts, they can have literally anything. Because no one's, not no one, but if they think it, they're not going to, it's not going to affect the hiring process at all of, like, is this person gay? Are they straight? Are they non-binary? Are they binary? Uh, how do they see themselves? They're not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Mm-hmm. But if it's a straight white person, which I'm saying is you can do all apologize to me. If it's a straight white person with a Hitler haircut, I'd be like, whoa. Wow. I know where that guy stands. That's dangerous. You have a very strange perception of what it is to be a woman seeking a job. Oh, no, no. Because I think about that all the time. Oh, you'll, you'll get judged on every... I think, I think you'll get judged more yeah. harshly on everything else. Really? Oh yeah. Oh no, hair definitely matters. It's, it it's, matters, so too. but not as much as no, like. Disagree. Okay. As a person who's got braids, uh, mm-hmm. currently rocking a wonderful large big fro situation, uh, watching how people react to those things is mm. very interesting. 
uh, right now I'm scaring the shit out of people. They're like, is really? she like a Black Panther or is she just like super crunchy? Nobody knows what's going on. If you it's were super fantastic. crunchy, we wouldn't be talking. I know. <laughs> But New York, didn't they just have to create a law that said you couldn't discriminate in the hiring process based on a person's hair? Exactly. Which says to me they were trying to solve elements of discrimination that were happening based on people's hair. Yeah, and that's why they'll they'll not hire you for other reasons. Oh, so you're saying. saying you're saying they, they everything matters. Right. Literally, every part of your body matters when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. But the hair matters almost the least. Hmm. I don't. I don't know about that. There's a woman. On your hair. There's a woman on on Meet the Press quite often. You probably know her name. I, I just can't no, think of it. I apologize. I she's she's not. She's part of the panel. She's British. She's for Brexit. She's their conservative person. Okay. She's got children, cool. and she's always has like a bunch of purple hair or a bunch of pink hair, and she's representing the, the hard right. That's what I'm trying to say. What, like the edgy conservative. Exactly. It doesn't matter well, anymore. Hair color doesn't matter. Conservatives and media can do whatever they want because there's a they're graded on a curve, right? Like there are fewer conservatives in media, so it's easy to easier, I think, to be someone with a conservative outlook getting particularly a job on a panel. I'm not going to necessarily disagree with that, but they would still stand out. Yeah, and I think that that's part of the appeal, because right? Because you have like, to. Yeah, it's I mean, like, look how dissonant that is. It's like, I'm pro-Brexit, and I have pink hair. Yeah. Mm. You have a very conservative hair right now, Kevin. I know. I never even think about what my hair looks like, but people love to tell me what well, my hair looks you like. You always have really cool and interesting hair, and now mm-hmm. you don't. Ooh. Uh, well. Uh, this is, is this the most manageable hair you've had? No, I used to cut my hair... Every two weeks, and really? then I just stopped cutting it, and then it grew to a fro, and then people keep making comments, and I just spray it. I don't know. I don't ever think about it. I just let my hair do what it does. And pe- Did you ever have a mohawk? No. Did you ever want a mohawk? No. <laughs> Why? Because I don't... Not, it would personally, never, it's not my thing. It never once was like, I wish I had a mohawk. Nah, I never thought they were that cool. What about <gasps> monk style hair? Only me. <gasps> what about monk style monk hair? Monk style yeah. With that little patch in the back? Yeah. Nah. Okay. I know some. I don't know if that's like an older black dude thing, but I see some older black dudes who sometimes just have a patch. Don't you live in this neighborhood? I, like uh, I live in Petworth now. I used to live down the street. Yeah, down the. Sh- there's a gentleman in this neighborhood that lives in this neighborhood that used to live in the same building as me at seventeen hundred two Summit that has that hair. Yeah, and he's well, he he walks all day around here, so that's why I think we're thinking. I of the see same that thing. hair all the time. <laughs> what about uh, just like random stripes of no hair? No. Okay. What about like one rat tail? When I was a kid, I did that. My mom used to save them. Why? What? Wait, where are they now? Probably in like a book. See, that's also, I think that's a black thing because my mother has my brother's first rat tail still. Do they have like little beads on it? Uh, No, it was just like braided and there's a little rubber band at the end. I think it's blue rubber bands Mm. at the end of it and it's really long. She still has it like saved in like in a Bible. Whoa. It's like a bookmark for It's just it's something that we have. Would yep. you date That's a awesome. man with a rat tail? Um Yes. Would you date a woman <laughs> with horse hair? I guess so, yeah. Would you date a man with a rat tail? Yes. You're all wrong. The answer is no for all of these. <laughs> no. No. No, it's is, dis- is this why we're no single? Hesitation. Yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm not I'm looking for my rat tail man. <laughs> I mean, you're looking in the city. 
That's your problem. That's yeah. why I'm trying to get WAMU to have DCS go out to further from the ist. <laughs> more rat hair. Find way more <laughs> rat hair, though. I'm a little confused by this one, Brandon. What is horse hair? No, what's the beef? What's your beef with it? I have no beef with horse hair. <laughs> Sounds like you do. It does. Well, yeah. no, that's because my wife does not have horse hair. That's why I have no uh, beef you with wish horse hair. Did. Do you have? No, I don't. <laughs> do you know how long it takes to dry hair? I don't have hair. There you go. <laughs> Rachel, how long does it take to dry your hair? Let's see. I showered at like 10 a.m. and it's almost dry now. It's almost dry now. Yeah. It's I did not. I just, I did brush it today. 1245. Thank you very much. What if you had triple the amount of hair? Do you see how long this would take? I have places yeah. to go. I don't live in the country. <laughs> I'm not going to go tailgate well, you can go at Jiffy out with a wet head. That's not safe uh, in this cold that's weather. That's an old wives' tale. Well, it's still chilly and I don't want to make someone chilly yeah. because I have places to go. <laughs> When I, I went to college in Maine and mm. I would shower and go. then run to the, you know, to go to class and my hair would turn into icicles. Yeah. It was really cool, actually. Oh. I loved it because then you would be in class and it'd be like so solid. But and so sometimes you try and like break it to see where will the hair fall off. But it won't. I it won't. I would have <laughs> beards long enough where I would get the, the, the snow in the beard. Oh, and yeah. The ice in the beard. Chicago, right? That's right. It was great. I loved it. Mm. it made you feel alive. Huh. I'm sorry, wet hair is just gross. But you'll date a man with a rat tail. <laughs> it has nothing to do with a, a wet rat tail. It's not going to be wet all the time. Is what it? if it is? What <laughs> if that was rat the, tail. <laughs> what, is, what if that was the problem with the rat tail? It uh, never dried. Oh, it was consistently so wet. disgusting. Would you date that person? That's like a I really would awesome would you rather. And I, oh, I just keep thinking about like that wet rat tail like touching my lip. <laughs> I don't know, like that just sounds <laughs> awful. Uh, uh, when he like whipped around the rat oh, tail. Oh, it's okay. so gross. Oh my gosh, this will haunt me. Do what you if, think go wet ahead, please. rat tail would be a good name for a band? No. Ew. I feel like wet rat tail would be a great name. It would be a very authentic name for yeah. a band. That sounds like a Wayne's World fake band like the Shitty Beatles. Jolly <laughs> <laughs> Green Giants. A wet rat tail. This will stick with me uh, for a while. It sounds like the Wet Bandits, which yes. is the Home Alone t- 1 and 2 band that mm-hmm. they played all the hits. <laughs> That sounds, the what sounds are your thoughts gross. on Macaulay Culkin's Pizza Underground band mm. that existed for a minute? I don't know. Were they authentic? No. Fantastic. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Pizza Underground, Macaulay Culkin's Velvet Underground pizza-themed band? Right. Well, so I feel like that was a great example of like committing to the bit, mm-hmm. but was that a worthwhile bit? You tell me. No. But I, I don't, did anyone see that Macaulay Culkin and Devin Sawa were interviewed together, I believe by New York Magazine, oh. and literally like 11-year-old Rachel was living again. I rode one more time. It was really cool. Devin Sawa's having a renaissance, with the Sawa-sance. He's doing great. I yeah. love Devin Would Sawa. Would you date Me Devin too. Sawa? Oh, hell yeah. Would you date Devin Sawa? Unquestionably. What if his rat tail never dried? Yes. Cool. Oh, man. Party. That's hard. Here for that. Party. I don't know. Why'd you do that to Devin Sawa to me? <laughs> I was like, Devin Sawa with a rat tail sounds hot, but like Devin Sawa with a wet rat tail sounds Always disgusting. Wet. Eh. What if he Pass. never talked about it, but he would drape it over his shoulder? <laughs> uh, you have to think about it. What if it was long enough where he kind of wore like a Salvador he Dali just, like, mustache? And then also wrapped it around his like head. around his ears and like yes. went across his face, yes. like kind of like an IV. Like, yes, like mm. an IV meets Salvador Dali rat tail mustache. Like, wow, you're so creative, Devin Saw. And he never <laughs> talked about it. You're so cool. He wouldn't know what you're talking <laughs> you're about. You're exactly who I thought you would be. That's right. <laughs> Did you try to shave it in the middle of the night? Oh, not at all. That's right. 
Because you trust him. Because that would be edgy. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's where he would derive all his strength? Like Samson? Yeah, it's clearly Samson. Yeah. So we Samson, couldn't cut the rat The tale of Samson is about rat tails. <laughs> that's probably true. Who is the most successful rat tail person? Rasputin. Okay. He had a rat tail, right? I, I just imagine him with a rat tail. He yeah. makes strong beers. Mm. Oh, man. Once I took a Rasputin to the beach, that was the grossest thing I've ever done. Was this also life. in England? Uh, no, that was in <laughs> Maine. Um, Do you miss Maine? In the summer, which lasts like three days. This is perfect. We could go from the furthest east to the furthest west. Do you miss Hawaii? Uh, weather. Yeah. And we're not in the middle. We're mm-hmm. closer to Maine. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Maine? Yeah, I went uh, last year. Did you play a show? Yep. How was it? Ooh, it was fun. Were you in Portland? Yes. Nice. What'd you yeah. make of Portland? It's changed. So I lived there like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, it's just changed a lot. Seems real cool. It's yeah. real weed friendly. Yeah, it is. And uh, people on their afternoons go, I guess, rafting a lot. Or it's like a, I had a friend who lives up there and she was like, yeah, tomorrow we're all going to get together and go tubing. Or <laughs> And I guess that's just the thing people do. Yeah. If you could live anywhere that you've played a show, where would you live? Uh, or is that how you picked tough. here? I like it out here. Is it? But is that why you picked DC? Did you play DC before you came here? No, I visited once. I just came out here because my mom's in Virginia, and I just oh, wanted to be nice. far away from Hawaii. That's nice. Yeah. You like your mom? I do. That's nice. I'm a fan. Do you like your mom? <laughs> yeah, I love my mom. That's nice. Where would you live if you weren't here? That's such a good question. Thank you. <laughs> I, I Money's not an Philly. issue. Philly. Philly. Why? I love Philly. Really? Yeah. I like places where people have chips on their shoulder. Philly is definitely that. Yep. You love Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah. You I just want to follow Bryce Harper wherever he goes. He's probably got a rat tail. Oh, He'll yeah. get a rat tail. Yeah, he would get a rat tail. That's yeah. dead on. Yep. Yeah. Ew, and that gross beard, too. Yeah, fuck Bryce Harper, man. You making fun I of know. my beard? No, his <laughs> beard. Where would you live if it wasn't here? Um, Somewhere warm, so maybe Miami. Okay. Ooh, Miami's so cool. Yeah. Have you been to Miami? I have been. Have you, you knew you've been to Miami. You just said it was so oh, cool. Oh, yeah, I love Miami. I've never been. And you've never been. Mm-mm. Gotta go. Wanna it's go. awesome. I hear great things. Yeah, That's so nice. my parents took, like, the Jewish Manifest Destiny and went from Jersey down to Florida, like Del Rey, not to, you know. Cause How close Florida, is Del Rey to Miami? Very close. Okay. Short train ride away, short drive away. But it's funny because in Florida, the further south you get, the further north it feels. Mm-hmm. How so? That's what I've heard. Yeah, well, northern Florida is the south. Yeah. You okay. know, like the panhandle yes. is culturally feels like the yes. south, whereas you so that's go, the better half is what you're saying. I have, frankly haven't really spent that much. Look time at you being at the diplomatic because she works at WAMU and doesn't want to get in trouble. Okay, <laughs> I've signed policy forms here that say I can't yeah. say anything bad about Northern Florida. Um, but I don't know. I'm a sucker for Southern Florida. Okay, maybe I would. Move, no, maybe I don't know. I'd move to Florida too. If I I'm, I am interested in going to Miami, is there anything that I have to see? South Beach. Just South Beach, really? Mm-hmm. South, South Beach? Beach. See, South Beach for me was more like a. I stayed there. That's fine, whatever. But uh-huh. I liked uh, the area outside of Wynwood. Mm. 
Okay. Uh, so Winwood's were where all the art was. Okay. But then there was just like this neighborhood around it of like these really interesting like small bars and dive bars and you know people doing silly things. There was a hot dog bar, of course I went to, and then right next to it was an ice cream shop. And I had <laughs> Have a you been time. to Dewdrop's in Free Hot Dog Night? Absolutely. No, had a great time. Na- I just moved, and now Dewdrop Inn is like my new neighborhood bar, and oh. I really need to take advantage of it. It's more. the best. First Monday of every month, they have free hot dogs and karaoke. What? Really? And it is fantastic. The first Monday of the month? The first Monday of the month. So have, Monday. So Mondays they have. Ah, this Monday. Yeah. So Mondays, every Monday is free hot dog night. What? But the first Monday <laughs> is free hot dogs and karaoke. Is, and it is. Is it not hot dogs ch- and nachos? You've changed my life. Oh, they have nachos too. Yeah. But what? I mean, the hot dogs are better. Yeah. I'm oh, stunned right now. I'm very excited. You got to get there early. There's a bunch of uh, broke kids that live around there and they love to get hot dogs. <laughs> uh, sure. And they ran out one day. It was, <gasps> it was terrible. Are you happy in Brookland? Yeah, I live in Edgewood. You live in Edgewood. Yes. Are you happy Nestled in Edgewood? Nestled in the cemetery. I'm so happy. I was living in a group house for a really long time, and I moved out on my own, basically by saving up money from living in this like decrepit group house. And the idea of going home and going into a kitchen and knowing that there aren't like five people turning the kitchen into an Applebee's is life changing. <laughs> Why do you not like Applebee's? It's not it's that good I don't. In the Speaking of smells that linger. Um, there's nothing like the smell of like a deep fry that lingers. And so... Oh, they would like fry stuff? Ugh. And then the, the nasty oil film would oh, be God. on everything. Do you it, still talk to these people? One of them I do talk to. She's fantastic. Um, there's there's actually an opening at the house right now if anyone's interested. <laughs> Where, what neighborhood? Uh, Bloomingdale. Bloomingdale. How it's much? like 700 bucks a month. That's pretty good. And it's nice. a huge, beautiful room in a disgusting house that's falling apart. All right. Great, great, great. <laughs> Where do you live now? You live in Patworth, but are you in a group house? Group house. Yeah. Are you happy in your Love group house? Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's cool. How'd you meet them? Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah, nice. didn't know them. I All love strangers. Craigslist. Those some of my best friends I met on Craigslist. Yeah, but also some of the worst roommates you met on Craigslist too. Correct. All right, good. Just want to make that clear yeah. that it's all <laughs> the a lie. The pendulum swings <laughs> both ways pretty fiercely. Yeah. Would you do it again? What group house? Yeah, probably. Would you do? It? Would you do it again? Um. Uh, no. Are I you mean, roommate yes. or solo right now? Right now I'm solo. Oh. It is I, so sublime. I cannot even begin to tell you. <laughs> is this the first time? Uh, I was house sitting. This the, the most ridiculous situation, delightful situation I've been in living wise was I was house sitting for six months in DuPont and basically lived in one of those beautiful row houses by myself. Oh. And it was like perfectly curated. The, the woman who owned it made it really lovely but the whole time I was there I was kind of like pinching myself because it wasn't mine so I was kind of walking on eggshells the whole time so to have a place that's totally mine um well I'm happy for you yeah I'm yeah it's it's really cool I'm really excited that's awesome yeah do you wish you would live alone Allison uh I basically well you don't basically I don't basically live alone I have one roommate yeah Mm. it's not living alone it's not at all unless they're constantly away but he is constantly away we never see each other it's fantastic those are the perfect and sometimes he leaves me spaghetti so like I don't know like love that what is it are you mad about somebody you don't see just like leaves you spaghetti he's like the best Santa yeah like roommate that's paying like half the rent that sounds like a Hans Christian Andersen story that's right it's wonderful it's wonderful I want to thank everyone for participating in this hour of the show (laughs) Why are you laughing? I was enjoying myself. Well, it's over now. <laughs> uh, you have to live in the now. Uh, I want to close with a song that's not necessarily about Florida, but it's not not about Florida. Uh, M. Richard Talley played this song at last month's marathon show on February 9th, 2019 at the Wonderland Ballroom. 
Uh, it's the breakups. It's is it is a breakup song. Cool. Um, but it's the kind of thing that you might hear on Infowars featuring Billy Corgan, which was a big part of last hour's episode. <laughs> and it's the kind of song that you'd probably hear if you were in the northern part of Florida. So we're gonna end this hour with M. Richard Talley's breakup song. Uh, Jack, take it away whenever you're ready. This is a breakup song. But this is a breakup song starring a very fictional character. But he's kind of a real character. He may be an uncle who you blocked on Facebook. He may be the star of a video filmed entirely from a dashboard. He may be embroiled in a lawsuit with Chick-fil-A over the difference between cooked weight and displayed weight. I could barely hear you packing your bags over the sound of Alex Jones. You dug up my gold and sold all my bitcoins before leaving me alone. Well, every day we've spent apart, babe, you're treating like phantom time. Like Otto the Second, you rewriting history just a Say that you're never mine And jet fuel can't melt steel beams But it burned a hole in my heart But the end of us, babe That was an inside job I'm happy if you can make it through this next one well, somebody should have told you, babe, about the romantic non-aggression principle. Oh, united together, one family, one nation, under God and indivisible. Well, you said you had six million reasons to leave me, but that number seems a little too high. Your words were hollow like the earth, especially when you tried to say goodbye. And the day after you left me, babe, I smelled thermite in the ruins. But the end of us, babe, that was the government's duet. You're a feminazi who's trying to take away my video games. And diversity doesn't matter. 
out of the picture Your chance romantic partnership ain't fit to sail You're driving down the cost of love But baby, you and I are too big to fail and 